Welcome back to the Ignite and Inspire podcast, a podcast dedicated to sparking inspiration from everyday life and experiences. My name is Summer Van, and I'm your host. No matter who you are, sparking inspiration is something that you have to be intentional about. So give yourself props for tuning in and capturing a bit of inspo. As we continue to learn and grow this platform together, I want to remind you of a couple of things. One, you can check the show notes below for high levels on what's mentioned in today's episode, as well as links to references mentioned throughout the show. Next, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on future episodes. By subscribing, not only will you be notified of new episode drops, but they'll pop up in your home screen when you open the app. I also provide additional resources on the show's Instagram page, at Ignite and Inspire Podcast, so be sure to follow there as well. Lastly, please rate and review the show. You can leave a star rating between one and five stars, but if you do leave anything less than five stars, kindly DM me and let me know what you'd like to see or hear differently within the show. We're learning and growing this platform together, so all feedback is greatly appreciated. Now that we've covered all the housekeeping items, let's go ahead and hop into the episode. Something that's been taking up space for me are the genocides happening across the world, the amount of oppression just happening across the world. And I spoke a little bit about this in the episode inspiring us to be more curious about the people and things around us. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. Um, But it was in my research and learning more about, you know, what's happening that I was inspired to create that episode. Most recently, I've been seeing a lot of content either shaming the people around us or the micro macro public figures for not being more vocal about all that's happening in the world. The people, the children, women, men, unable to even exist without fearing for their life. And though I do think we need to hold people accountable, I think we need to be mindful and tactful about how we do that and do so in a way that doesn't energetically and strategically take away from what's most important right now. Whereas my timelines were of people speaking to, broadcasting, showing, reporting directly in or connected to Palestine reporters, my timeline is now people shaming others for what they're not doing, which... I believe the focus is being redirected, and I don't think it's the most productive use of our resources. Again, not saying that we shouldn't hold people accountable, but I think we need to be critical of what's really needed right now, and that's the diffusion of information. With that being said, I hope everyone's been reflecting on how media is truly a psychological device. I'm not going to tell you not to trust it, but we should, again, be critical of it. This is my reminder to you to ask questions, analyze and evaluate what you consume, evaluate counter arguments or opposing perspectives, and be sure to do the research for yourself. Ignorance at this point is a choice and a point of privilege that is hindering the progression of humanity. I know that was a a pretty dense start to this episode, but um, I've been using this section of each episode, like the first part, to speak to what's on my heart, what's got my brain in a tizzy, 
whether it be experiences that have inspired me recently or messages that I feel moved to share in hopes of inspiring you, I like that I start this episode um, or my episodes with that. I've noticed as I continue to create and learn more about podcasting, I have to genuinely feel the inspiration myself to create an episode. Like, I need to feel moved. I have a brain dump of content ideas saved and not to say that I'm not inspired by the list that I created, but they just got to have a little time to bake and they need time for the dots to really align. And it's funny that I say this because even when I used to write poetry, I had a notes tab in my phone where I'd brain dump stanzas or lines and then magically one day they'd piece together and I'm like, oh, this is fire. The same kind of thing happens when I am creating episodes. So maybe that's just my, that's just part of my drive. Nonetheless, with this new year rolling around, I've been asking myself different questions to get my brain right, get my brain settled, and what I want my goals for 2024 to be. The one question that has really been sitting on my heart recently is whether or not I am overcomplicating my day-to-day, my life, my habits. One person in my life, um, one friend who I really admire for consistently thinking about what she has, the energetic capacity to take on, and really questions what life she wants to live is my friend Rachel. Rachel, if you hear this, hey girl. (laughs) She's very adamant about living a balanced life living a life of ease and it's not to say that hard times don't hit her or that she doesn't experience bumps in the road but she is extremely critical about choosing a life of ease a life of convenience where she can and where she has control to do so so in this episode i want to explore that a little bit more i'm going to try and keep this episode structured but granted that this is something that's sitting on my heart and I'm still baking it for 2024. Goal setting, situation, um, it may be a little less structured than I would prefer, but let's go ahead and hop into the episode. Well, actually, before we hop into the episode, um, follow my girl, Rachel, Sunshine Locked on Instagram, really all platforms. Her lock journey has been extremely inspiring to watch so if you are not following sunshine locked then what are you doing you don't have to be locked to follow her and support her so yeah now let's go ahead and hop into the episode around my birthday i naturally began to do a lot of reflecting and as mentioned in the intro I also tend to start reflecting a lot as the new year approaches, and after dedicating 2023 to myself, making myself the main character for once, I've been asking myself if I'm intentionally making my life hard. I saw this Instagram post recently that said, growing up, I never knew a relaxed woman. A successful woman, yes. Productive woman, plenty. Anxious and afraid and apologetic women, heaps of them. But relaxed women, at ease women, women who aren't afraid to take up space in the world, women who prioritize rest and pleasure and play, women who give themselves unconditional permission to relax without guilt, without apology, without feeling like they need to earn it. I'm not sure I've ever met a woman like that, but I would like to become one. I would like all of us to become one. And this is 
written by a creator named Nicola Jane Hobbs. I will include it in the show notes, um, the post itself, so that you can read it more in full. And her entire page is really dedicated to this concept of becoming a relaxed woman. Definitely was impactful for myself. Um, It really resonated with me because thinking about the most prominent women in my life and how I tend to describe them to other people, I never associate them with peace or happiness and balance. Typically, I associate the women in my life with resilience, being hard workers, powerful, knowledgeable, nurturing, strong. And not to say these aren't amazing qualities. I love the women in my life. I look up to them. They helped shape me and make me the woman that I am today. But looking back, when I think about or dream about who I wanted to be as a quote unquote grown up, I didn't think about having what we now describe as a soft life. I wanted to work. I wanted to either be in business or on someone's news station or in someone's courtroom, grinding, traveling, working. I dreamt of having a family and doing all the familiar traditions and whatnot, but I'm sitting here in my mid-20s wondering why I never envisioned a world of peace and of calm, of relaxation. I actually like wanted chaos. I equated being busy to being important. Not only did I want to be important, but I wanted to feel needed. And it's so funny because I vividly think back to talking to my dad about this very concept because he was or he still is but he's in consulting and he travels weekly for work and I saw that as such a powerful sign of importance of power the fact that he was consistently on calls and traveling all the time I'm like wow you're seeing the world you're important you have all these phone calls I want to do the same And that became my goal. (laughs) And he always said, be careful what you ask for. Because what you going to tell a seven-year-old? Like, let's be be real. It's it's ha-ha hilarious now. um, Because clearly my perspective and mindset have completely shifted. I mean, it should, right? Because I'm older. I'm a bit wiser. At least I would like to think I'm a bit wiser. (laughs) A few months back, I was having a conversation with someone and they asked me why women, specifically black women, feel like they need to be strong or aren't afforded the opportunity to be soft. And that question was a bit invigorating, but I always try to approach some of those like triggering questions with understanding and grace, at least in the upfront. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I truly believe that black women struggle a little bit more than other groups to be soft or be at peace um to be relaxed because it feels like and this is speaking from experience speaking from my research and the people the black women in my life it feels like black women constantly have to be on defense we constantly have to prove ourselves prove our value prove that we are worthy and it's extremely exhausting i think that's why their question was so triggering for me because in my world what I really wanted to say was open your eyes black women are constantly on the choppers black having to explain ourselves improve ourselves and and it's a lot even thinking about um that interview I don't know if you've been seeing the clips but the interview between Jeezy and Nia Long and 
it's trending on TikTok, I know for sure, but he had mentioned that at his lowest point, it was black women that were there for him, that had his back, that supported him, but it took him reaching this low point for him to recognize that. Meanwhile, black women haven't gone anywhere. We haven't left. We haven't like just gone ghost, but we're often not called upon or looked out for in those high points it's typically not always but typically in those low points so um if you haven't been tapped into that side of tiktok i definitely recommend you looking up the interview it was actually really great um but also just seeing what the conversations are around it on socials in the world on tabloids whatever the case may be um because it sparks really interesting conversations But what I will say is now that a lot of people are starting to transition into their preparation stage, their preparation mindset for this upcoming year, really starting to align their thoughts towards how they are envisioning 2024 to go, I'm starting to receive a lot of that content about self-value, self-worth, and I'm glad that I am. I'm being reinforced a message that I need to stop explaining myself, explaining my worth, explaining my value to people who can't see it for themselves. If after all the work that I do and all that I give and pour into other people, they can't see who I am at core, then they just need to get left. And that's just that on that. When I overexert myself, go so hard for myself, trying to advocate and prove myself to other people this typically ends with me having burnout I know who I am I know my value I know my worth and those who love me respect me care about me pick up on those things as well in 2024 I really want to reframe my mindset and let my energy my work and my efforts speak for themselves With that, though, I also need to start creating the life that I want for myself and setting those boundaries, making sure that I demand of the world and of the people around me to respect the life that I want for myself. For example, say you want flowers every week or every month, whatever it may be. You shouldn't wait for someone to gift those flowers to you when you can go to the store and get them for yourself, knowing that they make your life happy. They make your day better stronger you enjoy seeing bright flowers in your room on your bedside at your coffee table whatever it may have you and it improves the your quality of life your quality of your everyday you shouldn't wait for someone to do that for you you should get up and do it yourself and i started implementing this myself this year and i noticed that as i started gifting myself flowers People randomly will start gifting me flowers, like whether it be my roommate or friend, my parents. And I think it's a great representation of like those laws of attraction and how the energy that you put into this world will come back to you. Maybe not when you want it to or how you want it to, but they will it will come back. So I want to apply the same concept, the same concept of attraction to my life in 2024, knowing that I want a life of ease. I want a life of balance. I need to provide this environment for myself 
And what I'm learning to be true is that this energy that I put into the world will come back tenfold. You will attract into your life, whether wanted or unwanted, whatever you give your energy focus and attention to. I'm going to say that again. You will attract into your life, whether wanted or unwanted, whatever you give your energy focus and attention to. I may have to create a whole separate episode about this, but what this also means is getting serious about trauma that I've experienced in the past and what I'm choosing to hold on to versus what I'm seriously and intentionally taking the time to process and move forward on. I saw a TikTok recently about being addicted to trauma and I can't lie. (laughs) It made me sit and think a bit for, well, not even a bit for like a solid 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Again, I may need to create a separate episode because that's a dense one. That's a lot to unpack here. But in 2024, with me wanting to continue to develop this life that I want, this life of ease and furthermore aligning with what I visualize summer to evolve into, that also means letting go of unwanted energies. Letting go of unwanted energies. Because those energies that I'm putting out, I'm perpetuating and continuing to receive them back from the world, all because I'm choosing not to let them go. So your next question may be, so what? Like, what are you expecting from these new efforts or this new mind frame reset? Well, following the laws of attraction, I'm hoping that energetically I'll start to notice a lot of those unwanted experiences to stop occurring or at least slow down. And more of those wanted experiences, those experiences that I manifest to start actually coming to fruition. So I'll definitely have to incorporate this into my 2024 planning and ensure that I'm laying the groundwork for that release to occur. And of course, I'll have to keep you all updated, let you know how this new approach works out. But I... I'm glad all in all that I am starting this experience of thinking about the next year, thinking about what I want myself to evolve into. Now, I'm glad that I did that episode on 2024 planning because it's allowing me the time and the intentionality to sit and think and bake about what I want to manifest and what it's shaping to be is I want more peace and relaxation for myself. I want less trauma. I want less negativity. I want positive energies and experiences to outweigh the negative. And I think in all aspects of my life, all the little areas that I touched on in that episode, whether it be my professional life, my personal life, my spiritual growth, all these things, financials, I think it is possible to apply this theme in all areas. So... I'm going to continue to bake on that one and definitely, definitely circle back with where my head is going. But I am curious to know how your 2024 is going, how your planning is going, what your themes are shaping to be for the new year. Let me know. Curious to know. In today's episode, we talked about creating a life of ease. Not saying that I never want to work again a day in my life, (laughs) but for what's within my control, I want to make choices and decisions that 
will make my future self's life easier. Additionally, I want to start making this a part of my brand. When people see me, their expectation of what I'll do and what I won't do, where I'll devote my energy and where I'll keep or protect my energy will exude so strong that I won't have to even verbalize it. I won't have to advocate or argue or reach my dying breath trying to prove to other people what I want for myself and the environment that I want to cultivate. I talk about this frequently, but I really want to learn these skills now so that when I do procreate, I'm setting healthy habits for them to, for my kids to learn from and hopefully implement themselves. If this episode touched you in any way, please leave a rating and review so not only will I be able to see your thoughts but so that this podcast can land on the doorstep of someone who needs a bit of inspo in their life. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram at Ignite and Inspire Podcast and follow me personally on my platforms that I've linked below in the show notes. Thank you sincerely for making me a part of your day and podcast listening experience and I can't wait to get inspired with you all in next week's episode.